the, the circle of trust, you, you know, there's an exercise to really look at your your life and say, who's in my circles of trust? And it might be who needs to be outside of my circle of trust, which is kind of <laughs> right. hard sometimes. Not that we don't love everybody and, and we want to love, you know, but sometimes there are toxic people in our lives. And yeah, toxic people, yeah. To say, you know, maybe I don't need to spend as much time with that person. I need to put my energy into these other relationships, a, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual director, or, um, you know, a spiritual friendship, or, you know, who, who's in my circle of trust? And where does God fit in that circle of trust? So, yeah. You're listening to the What's Up with DJ podcast with your host and personal development coach, David DJ Lloyd Jr. Each week, he brings you current events and trending topics from a spiritual perspective, including career development, finance, holistic living, and life hacks, along with stories that invoke humor and inspiration. So if you're ready, let's join the conversation. Here's DJ. My guest this week is Brian Plakta. He is a spiritual director, keynote speaker, and author of the Finding Flow Spiritual Practices to Reclaim Inner Peace, Balance, and Wholeness, a book that illuminates a path to divine flow. It offers the reader four time-tested spiritual practices that are keys to a deeper connection with our inner self and God. He's been a minister for 35 years, holds a master in pastoral counseling, and facilitates workshops and retreats on various practical spirituality topics. He is an adjunct faculty member at the Dominican Spiritual Life Center in Michigan and is the founding partner of Placta Murphy and Associates, where he practices law. He and his wife reside in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Brian's passion is helping men and women discover their inner compass, the divine voice of wisdom in their souls. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me, DJ. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you again as well. You know, and um, one thing that I wanted to definitely talk to you about was the inner voice because I've been talking. I've been talking about that with other people. Uh, a lot uh, over the last couple of weeks and, and my last conversation with uh, Reverend Sylvia Sumter, um, which you mentioned, um, we talked about that as well, about the inner voice and even went in depth about uh, mysticism and, and being a mystic. So what to, to you is that inner voice? Yeah, it, to me, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, in Scripture, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The sheep hear my voice and follow it. And for years, um, and until I was in my 30s, I mean, I believed in God, understood God, but I had this intellectual experience of God. Like, I I thought about God. <clears throat> but years ago, I was at a, a church meeting, and I was struggling with a problem at home <clears throat> and, uh, and at work. And one of the gals noticed that. She says, well, have you talked to God about it? And I still remember Sandy is the gal that said that to me. And I says, talk to God? W what do you mean? And she says, well, God has a voice. Can't you hear it? Uh -huh. And it was one of those God nudges, I call it, where all of a sudden I, I looked at Sandy. I said, Sandy, either you you know something I would like to learn and discover, or you're on drugs and you're really freaked out, basically. And it began that journey in my 30s to realize that God has placed the Holy Spirit in our hearts, the inner voice of wisdom. And as we 
develop spiritual practices to listen and, and get out of the way. Um, not that it's an audible voice, but we begin to hear the voice of love. Um, you know, my, my, my spiritual director says that there's three voices in our heads. One is uh, the unholy one that'll tell us we're bad, we're yucky, we're jerks, we shouldn't do anything, we're a mess. Then there's our intellectual voice, which is a good voice, but sometimes it's very confusing because it, it thinks a lot and, you know, kind of it can be that squirrel or that monkey mind. But then there's the voice of love, God's voice that's always guiding us and, and helping us. And so after my conversation with Sandy, I began this trying to understand and relate to how does God speak uniquely to me? And I asked God for the gift of hearing God's voice. So I think it's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaking in and through our hearts. And it's unique for each one of us, I think. Yeah, yeah, I definitely um, agree that we all hear it differently. But the voice is always speaking to us. The question is, do we uh, leave a space open wide enough where we can actually hear it or feel it? Yeah, yeah. It's that quiet voice of love that we have to be still and move out of the distractions of the world. That's why meditation, as we'll talk about, is so important, finding 20 mm -hmm. minutes day to just listen and and let the monkey mind you know do what it's going to do but but creating that space where we kind of get out of the way and allow god's grace to speak to us in unique ways yes so you talked about um this is going to go about about in terms of hearing the voice and um you know this is a spiritual podcast we talk about the underlining things in spirituality and one thing that I, I, you know, you turn the TV on, you hear all kinds of crazy stuff um, that goes on in the world. And, you know, there's many good things going on in the world, but unfortunately the, the, the most horrific things get, gets the, um, gets the, gets the attention, sure. you know, and um, what we have seen a lot in the last um several years but more so in the last uh several months has been the violence and one of the questions i wanted to ask you and actually even um, you even brought up was about um is violence the other side of spirituality and i said well i never thought about that before you know what does that mean and and how do we put that into context yeah yeah good good yeah you know i i look at um if spirituality is our connection with the God of love, God is love, scripture tells us, and, mm -hmm. and God is always inviting us to a deeper relationship with God and others. You know, Jesus said, love God, love others, love yourself. And so, so mm -hmm. spirituality is, you know, that, that ongoing deepening of our relationship with God and God is love. So spirituality is love. The opposite of that, it seems to me, if you hold your hands on, say, okay, God is love. Spirituality is the deepening of our relationship with God, others, and, and ourselves. Violence to me is, is just the opposite. It's, it, mm -hmm. it, use hatred. Um, it, 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 it causes people to be angry. It's kind of the survival mode, the animalistic mode that we move into. And so to me, it, it is the opposite of, of, of uh, spirituality. And, and I think, unfortunately, in our society, yeah, definitely, there's always been violence in the world. I mean, Jesus's time, the world was a lot of violence. And we see more of it, like you say, because we got 24-hour news and the, and the news covers, you know, the horrific things that happen. But I, I think one of the 
the things that concerns me, and I think we as uh, on the spiritual path need to remember is some of our teachers, political and otherwise, are saying that violence is the way to make change in the world. And I think that's <laughs> where we're getting confused. So if you look at our, our spiritual leaders, Jesus, Martin Luther King Jr., um, uh, Gandhi, you know, they certainly use the voice of love to say something's wrong and it needs to change, but they always uh, supported a nonviolent approach, you know, mm -hmm. the law of love, basically. And they would turn the other cheek when people attacked them, just like Jesus did. And they taught people to move deeper into spirituality, to make change, not to use violence as a way of causing change in the world. But I, I think what's happening right now is, is there is some an element in our society, politically and whatever, that is encouraging people to use violence. And it just you know, is causing this counter reaction, I think, where people are saying, you know, I need to turn the news off. I need to mm -hmm. develop a spiritual practice of meditation, the meditation revolution that that seems to me to be occurring in our society is the Holy Spirit draws us into that quiet space. So, yeah, I, I would say that uh, violence is the root cause of it is hatred. It's the opposite of love and spirituality is a deepening of love. And so we have to look mm -hmm. at those and say, well, what what are my actions doing? Are they causing more love in the world for myself, God and others? Or am I causing more hatred and division and anger through my actions? You know, it's one thing to protest something that's bad, but then to go and throw rocks through a window, to, to yeah. steal, to burn down buildings, to deface mm -hmm. buildings, to mm -hmm. demonize people. To me, that's that's not the law of love. That's That would be the law of hatred that's unfortunately bubbling up in, in, in many occasions. Yeah, because, you, you know, one book that I read some years ago, um, by Marianne Williamson, and she said, you know, we're always moving towards love or are we moving towards fear? Mm -hmm. And um, and to all those things you mentioned, violence and hatred and demonizing people are, are all come from, you know, it is a the output of, of fear and and love is, you know, moving towards the light and spirituality, you know, and what I consider to be spirituality is looking within is um definitely is love to me that is love because that's all that really exists anyway just that when we decide to look at we'll look away from love or look sure. away from love then there's the fear and all the other stuff that we don't want <laughs> yeah, exactly and it's and i think you're right it's it's that aspect of you know checking ourselves you know the other day i was my wife and i were packing for vacation and my dog you know was running around i was fearful she's mm. going to run away and i snapped at my wife you know i got mm. grumpy at her and you know, I, I literally need to look at that with my wife. And I did. She said, well, you snapped at me kind of hard. And I says, you know what? It was based upon fear. I was afraid Bailey, my dog, was going to run, run away. And I got overwhelmed and I acted out of fear. And so it was mm. good that we had a conversation about that. And she says, OK, you know, it helped me remember, you know, we don't arrive at, oh, I'm going to be loving all the time. We try, you know, our best. Mm. Yeah. But we, we learn to catch ourselves when we're operating. Yeah out of fear. And I think you're right. Fear and love are the opposites. And I was operating out of fear that my dog was going to run away. Um, but by catching myself and my wife pointing it out to me, it's like, okay, everything's fine. I went and got the dog and, you know, we continued on. But it was a good experience to me to see how quickly that fear that, you know, snapping it, it and even my loved ones can happen so quickly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing because when I like the story you just told me, because, um, is amazing. You have a wonderful wife who who didn't internalize it, 
you know, and oh, well, he, he's having a bad day, <laughs> you know, but she actually told you, she said, hey, you know, wow, you know, that that came out of nowhere. So yeah. I like that she mentioned that. And then, you know, oh, yeah, that, that did come out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I, I that's a that's a great relationship when you have someone who can, can uh, check you in a way that you go, oh, OK, I, I do need to take a look at that. And, OK, OK, this is the reason why I, I did that. Yeah. Yes, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, that's that circle of trust, which is the second mm-hmm. another part of the, the fighting mm-hmm. flow we'll talk about. Yeah, she's in my my inner circle of trust who helps me mm-hmm. become the best version of myself by pointing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's great, man. That's that's an awesome thing when you have a spiritual relationship, when you have your partners that help you become a better version of yourself. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things in your book, in one thing in your book and um, that you talk about in finding flow is a spiritual revolution. And um, and we are spirits in it. You know, some people don't feel that way because of everything that's going on around us. But we but I have noticed that the vocabulary has changed a lot over the last several years. Um, uh, and one of the things that I think that we've talked about, I think I've seen more people talk about in a more pop culture way or something that's entered into pop culture is meditation. Mm-hmm. And you said there's a meditation revolution going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a sense, and I think that would be the question for all of us is where do we see the workings of the Holy spirit? We certainly see the workings of the unholy one, <laughs> just turn mm-hmm. on the news. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that, unfortunately, but maybe a deeper question is where's, where's the movement of the Holy Spirit, both individually for ourselves, in terms of developing a meditation practice that, 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 that works for us? And where do we see that as uh, the Holy Spirit doing that, may, maybe even worldwide? And I, I'm encouraged by the 200 to 500 million people that, mm-hmm. that are doing it. The only thing I get a little concerned, I wrote a blog about, is the mindfulness, you know, they're teaching mindfulness, which is really good. It's, it's, it's kind of a Buddhist tradition and just kind of quieting the mind, which is a good step. But it seems to me if it's not connected to, you know, connecting with God as we understand God, you know, this higher power, um, sometimes, at least for me, it just throws me back up in my mind again. And it's like, I'm okay, I got to stop thinking. I got to stop thinking. I have to be Mm -hmm. mindful Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to at least for me. And and it may be different for others. uh, And and maybe all different practices are good. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's I'm trying to connect with perhaps as a Christian, I'm trying to connect with the Holy Spirit, you know, within within us, basically. And so that Mm -hmm. for me becomes the end goal of meditation is how do I get out of the way and allow my meditation practice during the quiet time of the day, connect me more deeper with God and myself. And I I think it's a revolution. I I think it's hopeful. And I think we're rediscovering, you know, the ancient tradition. Yeah. I think that, um, that goes meditation is, is somewhat a, um, I would say more so a Eastern kind of idea, Sure. You know, here in here in the in the West, we more like you know prayer is is is, is something that we are more so talk about publicly. But over the years, um, this Eastern idea of meditation and mindfulness has become more um, popularized, and um, and I think it's amazing because I think that there are some things that that we we get great information from uh from christianity and um especially um from my perspective a metaphysical perspective of christianity and also um from western eastern thought you know so you can get a little bit of 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 things which i think um some of it is compatible 
you know, some of the things that I think that are about meditation and mindfulness, contemplation, prayer, all these things are, are to me, are, are all great spiritual tools yeah. that we should be using um, throughout spiritual practice. Yeah. If, if you look at Jesus's life, again, the, the model for us as Christians, I mean, I always I kind of make a joke. You see in scripture so many times that disciples, the apostles get out. Where's Jesus? Oh, he's up there on the hill talking to his dad. <laughs> you know, they're around the campfire. They're like, Where's Jesus? Oh, he spent the night up on, you know, on, on, the, the, mountain. on, the, on the mountain yeah. for 40 days. So, so the, the perfect model for meditation is Jesus. You know, yeah. he yeah. do what he did. You know, it was because he had this constant daily practice practice of, of connecting with the father, you, you know, through right. my sense is meditation. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I think he's totally connected. You know, I think Jesus, if anyone's connected, it will be Jesus and, and anyone would know about meditation. It would be in the value of it would be, would be, would be Jesus, you exactly. know? Yeah. So I think he was definitely down with, <laughs> with, uh, with meditation and understood it and understood the, the, the necessary and, and, and the usefulness of it, you know? Yeah. 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 When, when the apostles asked him how to pray, they certainly he taught them the, uh, and us the Our Father. But in another place in Scripture, he says, go to your room and, and be alone with your heavenly father. To me, I think that mm. points to, again, meditation, you know, go to your room, mm. and be alone, you know, just and, and allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you. So I think he's pointing to definitely prayer in terms of talking to God, ritual prayer. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful mm. stuff. I mean, yeah, we continue. Mm do that and that's really important but many would say that's talking to god which is good right. god worshiping meditation mm-hmm. is more that yes. sense of listening listening yes that is what we call the download and you need both and you need the upload and the download you yeah. know you need both the computer yeah. just not if your computer's only doing uploads you're going to be you're not going to think it's a good computer or it's only doing downloads like okay yeah. this is not working <laughs> right yeah. do, do both yeah, yeah. You know? And in your book, you say that, you know, there's the, the, even in the intro, I said there were these four uh, uh, time tested spiritual practices that are keys to a deeper connection with our inner self and God. And you say those four time-tested spiritual practices are what? When when I was uh, going through, uh, studying to get my master's in pastoral counseling and become a spiritual mentor, um, we had a three-year uh, program we went through and we had to come up with a rhythm of life. What what's, what would we call our, you might call it a mission statement, you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I looked at all the people we were studying from all faith traditions, Jesus, Gandhi, uh, you know, Thomas Merton, uh, Mother Teresa, um, the, uh, you know, the Buddha. And I, what I recognized is there was four common lifestyle practices. Um, and that's where I came up with this concept of finding flow, that if we want to flow with the, the Holy Spirit in our lives, the divine flow, it takes some effort on our part. And, and that just kind of becomes a template that we can use is those four mm-hmm. practices of quiet time, spiritual reading, community, and spiritual gifts. So um, that's what I write about in Finding Flow. And um, I really feel a passion from God. I mean, I, I apply that to my own life. You know, when I'm unbalanced, and, which happens a lot, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, okay, what, what, where am I not balanced? Oh, I haven't really picked up a spiritual book in a long time. Or mm-hmm. I'm overbalanced. I'm doing too much. And, you know, I'm, I'm not spending enough quiet time with God. So they become kind of uh, four quadrants that we can kind of use and say, mm-hmm. what, where am I balanced in that? So we can continue to grow in our relationship of understanding ourselves and God. Yeah, and I think that when you talk about spiritual reading, I think that can also be probably you writing down things. You can be, be also journaling as well. Yeah. 
could be a possibly um, be a part of that spiritual reading. And, and I would suggest podcasts, you know, this podcast. I mean, in mm-hmm. this day and age, people aren't reading like they used to. Then that's fine. You know, if you listen to a podcast like this or, you know, that's another way that we're gaining that that spiritual learning from other people that the Holy Spirit uses each one of us in ways to help mm-hmm. us. I think podcasts would be another form of spiritual reading. Sure. Yeah. I think that goes back to, you know, um, daily quiet time, because I, I'm, 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 you know, cause you, it, the, what you have here, these four quadrants and just like trying to fit like all the little things that I do into these four quadrants that, um, that, you know, within your spiritual toolbox yeah. that, you know, because when you're creating a, a daily, practice we said okay, i'm going to do something spiritual every day to to strengthen my spiritual self it was going to be you know being quiet or, or my, you know i guess in that daily quiet time would be mindfulness maybe i'm practicing or you know which includes maybe walking in you know in the park or or in the forest or near, near a lake or a spiritual reading could you be in a, um, a scripture or you writing in your journal or creating a strong circle of trust that could be a situation of i enjoy um me spiritual conversation maybe you are part of a spiritual group and you guys want to read a spiritual book um and then discovering one's spiritual gifts you know which is really really important because we all have a spiritual gift we all have a calling on our on our lives and and the question is do we take the time to cultivate that and nurture that and once you know what that is you take time to to do that yeah yeah so i think those those four quadrants can cover a lot of um things that that we could bring into our spiritual practice so it never gets boring it never gets old Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like on my website under brianpipe.com under the free resources, you know, so there's a, mm-hmm. or teach us to pray. There's a free handout that people can, oh, here's different mm-hmm. ways that you might spend that quiet time. There's the spiritual mm-hmm. gifts inventory on there with 61 questions that you can take. And wow, this, these are my spiritual gifts. Now, how am I using those to make, to you know, to grow spiritually and help others? Um, and the same thing with the, the circle of trust, you, you know, there's an exercise to really look at your, your, life and say, who's in my circles of trust? And it might be who needs to be outside of my circle of trust, which is kind of <laughs> right. hard sometimes. Not that we don't love everybody and, and we want to love, you know, but sometimes there are toxic people in our lives. And yeah, toxic people, yeah. To say, you know, maybe I don't need to spend as much time with that person. I need to put my energy into these other relationships, a, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual director, or, um, you know, a spiritual friendship, or, you know, who, who's in my circle of trust? And where does God fit in that circle of trust? So, yeah, it just becomes yeah. a... I think a practical way of taking the theory of our relationship with God and putting into spiritual practices that are really practical and, and we can incorporate into our lives. Kind of like on a, I look at, it's a smorgasbord. It's kind of like Goldilocks, you know, mm-hmm. try three different things, you know, chairs and the porridge and the beds and, and found which one is just right. So I think each one of those quadrants, we can find the different practices that that work for us and say yeah this one's just right this connects me deeper with myself and with god so yeah yeah i like the circle of trust i i remember the movie uh meet the parents when he has a circle of trust and uh <laughs> that's where i came from <laughs> yeah and um and you know and in, in the middle of that should be you know i think you know i i did it i was in a spiritual class or whatever and and i had they want us to create these um concentric circles mm-hmm. and in the middle you know was was god and and you know and then these other things that um that you know sort of are as you move further out 
away from from God, and, and to me, it kind of reminds me of the circle of trust. Yeah. And you know, as you, you grow spiritually, sometimes um, people that were closer within that circle may begin to fall further out of that circle, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they move back closer, and then you yeah. move further away, and that's all okay as you go down your journey. Yeah. yeah. So it's that question of who has God put in my life to help me grow spiritually to, you know, and, and sometimes through death or divorce or people move away. Oh, there's an mm-hmm. empty spot. So it's also looking at, whoa, where, where, where's there an empty spot in my circle? And how does, how can I ask God to help me kind of find the people that, that are missing, missing in action, I call it, you know, to add. Mm-hmm. To the- <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Missing in action. I, I like that because I believe that, you know, once, um, you know, God brings people into your life and removes them out of your life and, and um, some friendships last a season, some last a, li- a lifetime. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, whenever I need something or need someone, um, it's like they always sort of show up right on time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. God, amazing surprises us, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So chapter 19 of your book, um, you know, Finding Flow, um, you talk about, um, in nine, chapter 19, are you a mystic? <laughs> yeah. And um, and again, I love that because I'm, I'm really looking at this word mystic and mysticism. I mean, I've known it for years, but I never thought of myself as a as a mystic, even though I studied and I studied, you know, all the, you know, great spiritual books and great mystics of the past and philosophers, but never really considered myself to be a mystic. And I like that concept. I like that idea of asking yourself, like, what is a mystic? Am I'm a mystic? How do I become a mystic? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, can I take a class? Can I? Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in Finding Flow, um, like I said, in chapter 19, I talk about, are you a mystic? And I think, you know, DJ, you mentioned something. I think we're developing new language to talk talk about things. And so going back to defining terms that sometimes like when you think of mystic, it's like, oh, someone that, you know, St. Teresa elevating, you know, while she's praying. But, you know, over the years, and that's what I say in the book is a mystic is just someone that experiences a relationship with God. And like, Mm -hmm. whoa. And, and I use this aspect of, you know, two fish um, swimming in a sea in the ocean together and one fish, you know, they're swimming along in the in ocean water. And uh, this one fish says to the other fish, isn't this ocean water beautiful? <laughs> the other fish goes, what water? Right. And, and the idea being that we are swimming in the ocean of God's love. We are, we experience God. We mm-hmm. were made in the image and likeness of God. God, you know, years ago decided the world needed DJ, the world needed mm-hmm. Brian, and the world needed each one of, of, of your viewers and those that are listening. And boom, puts us into the world. And so we're surrounded by God. It's the question of which kind of a fish are we going to be? Like the one that goes, wow, isn't this experience of God's love and God's wisdom guiding me in life? Isn't is amazing or we become like the other fish like no that that's i i'm not in the ocean basically so a mystic to me is one who experiences the presence of god and we are all mystics if if we're just if we open ourselves to the spiritual practices that allow us to open our eyes to the ocean of love that that we're surrounded with god so i think we're all mystics (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i like that concept i I, you know that's that's so you know i think of 
of all of us is, and, and we're all on a spiritual journey. We, yeah. Each human being is on a spiritual journey, and regardless if you are um, acknowledging or not. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we are all sort of like mystics in a way. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, so, on your website, you have a lot of free resources. Um, yeah. And you had mentioned earlier about the 61 <laughs> questions that are also on your website as well. And so, what are some of the places, if I go to your website, what are some of the things that, I, that I'll that i find that, that I'll, I can just go there and, and learn more about uh, my spiritual journey about finding flow? Yeah. So, the first place, it's brianplanter.com. Under the articles section is every week is the simple wisdom for everyday living uh, reflections I write. And those, you can just view them there under articles. Every week I post them. But then many of my, my readers, um, they sign, you can subscribe to the email. And then every Monday, you'll get that in your email, basically. And it's just a, a practical way of usually it's stuff that I'm struggling with in my own life. Like right now, um, the blog. That, oh, you, oh, you're human? I, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ask my wife. <laughs> yeah, perfectly human. So one of the things, that, for example, I'm struggling with is that need for affirmation. Like I always want to be affirmed by people. And so the blog that'll come out this coming Monday after it goes through my editor is, you know, are you an affirmation addict? <laughs> and and it, it also it raises the problem, but then it gives solutions. How do you work through that in a spiritual way? So each one of the blogs that I write, um, you know, has uh, here. Okay, here's something that perhaps most of us are struggling with, certainly me, um, and then here's a, a possible steps that you could do. So that would be one way is to sign up uh, under the articles section, read them, and then subscribe to them. Then under the free resources, you know, there is, as we mentioned, the spiritual gifts inventory, uh, different ways, the Lord teach us to pray, a meditation uh, jump starter, and then the who's in your circle of trust, um, that's there. There's a link under books to the Finding Flow book where people can purchase it either through Amazon, Barnes and Noble and uh, through the Paulus Press, who actually published it. And then I also have a YouTube page <clears throat> and um, there's a number of playlists there. One um, on the YouTube page mm -hmm. um, are guided meditation. So sometimes it's helpful. You know, we sit in the quiet and our minds go all over the place. And yeah. sometimes I like to listen to someone and, and uh, you know, giving a guided meditation to experientially allow us to experience. Like one of them is uh, the Sacred Heart. Recognize, and, and so uh, there's about a couple hundred uh, med meditation guided meditations that I've put up over the years, and they're just you know from three minutes to ten minutes that you can just use to in your meditation time. Um, there's a different webinars that I've done uh, every month. I do a free a Zoom webinar. And so those mm -hmm. are on my, my YouTube page. Um, I just try to put stuff out there that, um, you know, to just help people grow. And mm -hmm. um, some of it appeals to people. Other times, uh, you know, I get a lot of things from people say, wow, it's just like you said, it's just what I needed now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you, you do have a a, um, a finding flow workshop. Um, Tell a bit more about that and when it's going to occur. Yeah, so September 13, um, there is the Finding Flow Field Guide, uh, Spiritual Practices to Reclaim Your Inner Peace, Balance, and Wholeness. And the good thing is it's offered via Zoom and also live. So the Catholic Information Center is the one who has invited me in to present. It'll be from 7 to 8.30 on uh, Eastern Time, United States Eastern Time. And again, uh, you can uh, do it via Zoom if you're not in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, or you can if you're in Grand Rapids, you 
you can attend it live. And what we'll talk about, again, it's it's kind of the Finding Flow 101. We'll talk about those four spiritual practices, um, those, those lifestyle practices, and we'll actually experience you know, different ones and, and bring people into conversation. Well, do you meditate? What, what works for you? What doesn't work for you? So it's kind of a bread basket of different ways that we can experience, but also become each other's teacher, basically. So um, if you go to my website, uh, brianplankton.com, at the very bottom, it says, uh, sign up for the next Finding Flow webinar. If you click on that link, it'll take you to the Catholic Information website where you can register uh, either via Zoom or um, for, the, for the live one. Uh, the information center is charging 10 bucks, so it's not a huge amount for it. And um, yeah, so that would be a fun way to really learn more about this whole Finding Flow concept. You don't have to buy the book to attend the webinar, um, but the, but it, the book certainly is, 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 is a companion to the webinars. I, what I really feel God calling me to do is to you know certainly write the book, which which came out in March of this year and Paulus Press published it, but also do workshops to teach people about these practices in a very practical way and to learn from each other as we have conversation around these four practices. Um, one of the things, again, we'll talk about is if, if people want to take the spiritual gifts inventory um, ahead of time, we'll talk about, wow, what did you learn about yourself the spiritual gifts inventory at the, at, the, at the workshop and how is God calling you uh, now to use those? in this season of life what's life giving for you so yeah so it should be a fun mm -hmm. webinar to and okay. live. yeah okay well i'll definitely the link in the show description of for the if you want to register for um for the, the workshop and of course i'll leave the link in the um, show description as well for your book um i think i can get it on your website and on amazon Correct. Yep. Yep. Finding flow, spiritual practices to reclaim inner peace, balance, and wholeness. Is there anything you want to mention before we go? Yeah, just uh, the last thing that comes to mind is it seems like in our spiritual journey, we go through two phases. I know I went through that, the intellectual phase where, you know, we get a foundation, a good foundation. Our parents, our loved ones, our, our pastors teach us about, about God. So, OK, I believe in God intellectually. But I know for me and, and many people, we can't think our way to God because our minds are limited. So then we move to the second phase, which is we begin to experience God. So I would encourage mm. people to, to take that next Next step, you know, through spiritual practices, um, the daily meditation, whatever works for you to really begin to deepen that relation, that experiential relationship with God. I call it God with skin. Um, God so, yeah, with skin. I, would, I love yeah, yeah. I would encourage people, you know, as, as a mentor did to me years ago, take a baby step to grow in your relationship with God, because God's always calling us deep, deeper and deeper in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Take it one baby step after listening to podcasts. It could be signing up for the, the, the webinar. The, the, you know, could be picking up a copy of the book or the, the the weekly meditation, subscribing, but just choose one thing that you feel like, you know, I'm kind of interested in, and I call that a God nudge. If God places it on our heart, like, yeah, this one seems interesting to me, then then go ahead and, and follow that God nudge and um, and mm -hmm. just explore it. So, yeah. And that's what, and I, I love it. You call, call it a, a God nudge. I like that. <laughs> sometimes it's gentle, sometimes it's, sometimes it's rough. Right. <laughs> But it's recognizing those, and we don't recognize it unless we're we're, we're taking the time to listen. And sometimes, you know, it, it requires a spiritual mentor. Yeah, good coaching so. is so important. I mean, I think having, a, like you said earlier in in this conversation about coaching is so important. 
and have, definitely having a spiritual coach or a spiritual mentor in your life. And I know that you also do that as well. You know, I definitely want to mention that before we go about how do you help people in terms of uh, mentoring and spiritual coaching? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things uh, through the Dominican Spiritual Life Center, I went through their program, through your program to become a spiritual director trained. And so once a month, I have a you know a handful of clients I meet with either live or via Zoom. Um, and it's really, you know, we it's it's really a contemplative process. So we begin with a, a, a time of quiet for a minute or two. The individual would offer a prayer. And then it's just, you know, I, I'll throw out a question like, where do you sense the movement of God in your life? Um, and they bring practical things like one guy, his son is struggling with, with alcoholism and him and his wife are trying to walk alongside of him, but not, you know, and so he's like, I think God's inviting me to do X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, the answers are within, I mean, that God speaks within and what spiritual mentoring coaching is about is just uh, you're creating the space. So I'm listening to God, like, okay, you know, to this individual, uh, because his, his other sons are saying, oh, you shouldn't be, you know, you should just kick him out of the house and da da da. And I'm like, but Jesus goes after, you know, the scripture that rise up with me is Jesus goes after the lost sheep. And, you know, Tom, it seems to me that, that is that scripture speak to you that in essence, as you walk alongside your son that's struggling, uh, how does that scripture speak to you? And he's like, yeah, I, I guess I am being called to go after the lost sheep. And so just it's, you know, a, a conversation about where is the movement of God in, in the individual's life? I don't have the answers. There's always three. There's always three chairs in the room. There's the the, the, the client, me as the mentor, and then the Holy Spirit. So it's yeah. always the Holy Spirit is the mentor. And the, the two of us, you know, the director, the client and me, are just listening and trying to discern, mm -hmm. sift and sort through questions and conversation, you know, where God is moving them so that they can move deeper in in the practical things of life, you know? So, yeah. I'm going to definitely start listening to those God nudges. <laughs> um, I'm going to start using that word. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And if people want to email me directly, I mean, feel free to. I, you know, I, I'm retired now as an attorney pretty much. And uh, I really, you know, I just, I, I respond to emails and if people want to email me and have questions or want to talk further, I'm, I'm open to that too. So, yeah. Okay. And I have an email address as well in the show description. Perfect. Okay. Right. DJ, thank you for your ministry. You are, you are listening to your God nudges and following Yes. <laughs> trying. Like you said, definitely trying as well. <laughs> you know. uh, thank you. And thank I, you to all I, your I, listeners and viewers. May God bless each one of us. I, I thank you. Thank you.